This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, my talkers, it is Tuesday, the most productive day of the week. We are hanging out with Lori and Julia on this beautiful short holiday week. You gotta love it. Just makes you happy, right? Yeah, it really does. It really does. Love this short work week. And uh, we're going to be talking to someone, giving us travel tips, because we've decided we're going to be like morning news shows and that we are going to give people some good Travel tips if you're flying. And then Lori's going to give recipes later in the show. Oh, yeah. No recipes. (laughs) Yeah. But driving um, is, you know, that's what most people do over Thanksgiving. But there's plenty in the sky. But they said to leave. If you're going to leave on Thursday, get on the road before 11 a.m. Yeah. And there's no snow in the forecast. No, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. Uh, I also, I have a Kringle alert. I found. Oh, here we go. Here we go. The Kringles are back, you guys. Yep. So um, I was at Trader Joe's. Yep. I needed a couple more things. I was going to try and not go in a grocery store, you know, today or tomorrow because yes. it's so super busy. But I was like, oh, well, I'll go to Trader Joe's and I'll see if there's any Kringle because they get two shipments a day, and then that's it. And the Trader Kringle Joe's is and the Costco kind of. It's a Danish. round, big, huge. Looks like a Danish, but yes. it could feed you know twenty people, and it's got a little drizzle frosting and it's a thin, thin, flaky pastry, buttery crust, and inside is almond paste. Racine, Wisconsin. They ship them all over the country. Yummy. There were three left. I got two. All right. So I was pretty happy. Do they that. limit how many you buy? No, I don't oh, think so. Okay. But what they get that day is what they get. And as right. far as I know, only Trader Joe's and Costco's has the Kringles. So. Kind of excited because um, I think it's nice to have a little slice of Kringle on Thanksgiving morning while you're preparing food and watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. You know what's funny? My favorite. Uh Yeah. So we, I've gone to Bozeman forever on Thanksgiving. It feels like just forever. And so Jeff is coming this year and I'm like, now, honey, they don't eat food in Montana. Mm -hmm. He's like, what do you mean? I said, well, you know. You see my sisters? They don't eat. Yeah, right. And he's then. like, well, what are we going to do? we just go out? You know, and I'm freaking, he says, well, can't we go to the grocery store? And he said, well, they'll have, you know, a turkey and stuff. But, you know, they're just not like you and me. There's, there's the Catherine always has food. Has, not, yeah, I know. Maybe not was, as much because the kids are all gone. All, no, everyone's home. Oh, everyone's, everyone's home. home so for the she'll, have, she'll have stuff we for were, sandwiches. I was and, just laughing. He's like, really? And I said, well. Yeah, don't scare him this oh. early. He'll be have plenty of time to get scared when he's actually with everybody. With everybody in the... Uh-huh. Everyone is home. Yeah. It's going to be... Yeah. 
I'm, so ex- we I'm have, excited. We I love Thanksgiving. Yeah, I know. I it. love Thanksgiving. I just really do. Grant, it's your folks nice... are gone. What do you do? Um, I am going to usually we head out to my cousin's place, but this year, because Lily is working on Christmas and Christmas Day. New nursing hours. New yeah. nursing hours. We're gonna be heading to her ninety-two-year-old grandma's for a little brunch, Fun. and oh. then we're gonna go in the evening to her mother's place. So I'm We're spending time nice, with her, nice, her family. Nice. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we got mail yesterday, Julia. Oh, um, we get Lori. Wait, Grant. <laughs> Grant, she's acting like we never get it. We get it every day, but it, it usually comes in the form of an email, and you don't look at those. That's right. true. Is, That's true. And I happen to. I I won't name the lady, but she okay. she said uh, you know that she. Was the first one of her girlfriends to get married at 26. I wish I would have had Lori's list of non-negotiables before tying the knot. The facelift non-negotiable is brilliant. Oh, my husband! At 26, you wouldn't have that yet. Though. You wouldn't be thinking right. about it. My husband is against Botox, telling all my friends to add that to their list before getting married. I do Botox, but he doesn't notice. The most he notices is, you know, he compliments me. Uh, one day, I hope you ladies write a book on a list of things a woman needs to know in her career, friendship, relationships, and life. Love you wow. Guys. Oh, that's so sweet. It was a you great, talked about that yesterday. It was a good tip. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, yeah. in different stages of your life, you have different non-negotiables. You Very don't much. know what you don't know in your 20s. Uh, absolutely. You don't so, negotiate anything, and then you're going to just like, you know. Think. When, if it's a starter marriage, you'll be able to start over and <laughs> oh, have some negotiations. Oh, wise one. <laughs> oh, wisdom over there. Well, there's a lot of starter marriages yes. that happen in their 20s. Yes, there are. Some people have to get married in order to break up. That they, is, they, they go back and forth and back and forth and uh, all that kind of stuff. Yes. And some people don't have that serious relationship. Until they're Real, tell their tell their like me like I didn't find a person that I could coexist with till I was late so I've never even had a serious breakup so if I ever have a serious breakup it's going to oh, be great. that divorce yeah. we're here well, for you but you're not going to have one no, no I mean we're watching it play out on Bachelor in Paradise thank goodness oh, that wow. long winded show is coming to an end tonight we had couples leaving right and left yep uh, last night that realized oh after three, it's only it's been eight weeks of a show that's maybe four weeks of filming. It was just way too long. I'm way sure their much. ratings have uh It feels like off. it's been on forever. It yeah. has been on too long because normally it's a summer show. Right. It starts the middle of August and it's over you know, the six weeks August. later. Yeah. Like six weeks later. But anyway, couples were leaving right and left because all of a sudden people are like, okay, real life is uh, coming and I'm not sure that I even like you. Oh, dear. So I think there's only two couples left and only one couple. This one couple is not. Johnny, you can see the fear in his eyes. He looks like a rabbit cornered somewhere. You're hysterical. Mm-hmm. You're hysterical. That's over. He's Granted, just got, that you feel the same no, way. he's got the cornered rabbit look in his eye. I yeah. think his name is Johnny. Yeah, that guy. That is Johnny. He yeah. looks so scared every time he has to sit down with the gal. And when they did the fantasy suite, I thought... You're going to go because you want to get laid in a private place, and then you're privately going to tell her, you can dump me if you want, but I'm not going to propose to you at the end of this. Is that the Bachelor in Paradise? That's their thing at the end you want a proposal? Is that you? Yes. Yes. And you get to spend a night away from everybody and have a fantasy suite, but like six couples went home last night because they realized that was it, and only two couples were left to get, you know, the wonderful card from... 
Jesse Palmer, who... Um, oh, he's hosting this too. Yeah, but barely, Jesse. barely, barely is he involved. Yeah, not really. Not really. No. No one really confides in him. They like the bartender better. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so funny They're about producers. this show. Yeah. You're I funny know. about this show. All right, listen, when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. So playing the original song um, by the Trogs, Love Us All Around, because, of course, anyone who loves the uh, movie Love Actually is familiar. That song is throughout the whole yes, soundtrack, and Bill Nye's character makes a version of Christmas is All Around. Yes. It's at the beginning and the end of the soundtrack, and ABC this morning was promoting... We're going to want to know about this. It's a week from today, just okay. like a week from today. We're at the Chan Hassan. Yes, we are. Santa Staff. But ABC is doing a 20 years later, The Laughter and Secrets of Love Actually. Oh, stop. And they got the whole cast. This is just a sneak peek of what we're going to see okay. uh, next uh, Tuesday night. It's a Diane Sawyer special. Hello, hello. <laughs> Lovely to meet you. Can't believe you're here. Where do you want me to sit? Tuesday night, November 29th. <laughs> Come to laugh. Come to feel loved. And learn secrets of one of the most loved Christmas movies of all time. And just wait until you hear how the stars answer this question now. Love actually is... And how did Hugh answer? Oh, dead. <laughs> Dead. Now more than ever, we all need some love. Actually. Do you remember when you saw it all the way through for the first time and the first thing you saw? I do. Hugh came up behind me as we were walking out and said, Is that the most psychotic thing we've ever been in? Did I say oh. that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love you. And the dance that almost didn't happen. You guys saw it in the script and I thought, well, I'll hate doing that. And now lives on today across TikTok. But I won't give myself this credit. With my idea to have that, the secretary lady catch me. Yeah. Um. Tuesday night, November 29th. Experience love and all its messiness and its unexpectedness and that you'll find love in the weirdest places the secrets of love actually you don't know the love stories in the movie that came from real life love actually is not just positive love <laughs> there was real legitimate heartache in that movie and yeah. the man behind all the love so i do think the way to think about life is that every day has the potential just to be gorgeous and 20 years after her christmas show-stopping performance i was 10. she's back ready to relive it with it's time to feel the joy and feel the love actually love actually is all around all around genius <laughs> The Laughter and Secrets of Love Actually, 20 Years Later, a Diane Sawyer special, Tuesday night, November 29th at 8, 7 central on ABC. And, oh, and they have I, everybody, and the little girl, of course, is the little girl yes. who sings All They Want for Christmas is You at the yes. end of the pageant. And um, so that's next week, and it looks, I mean, Laura Linney, Emma Thompson, Hugh Grant, Bill Nye is yeah, there. The only one that wouldn't be would be Alan Ripman, who's passed away. That's right. Yeah. I don't know if Mr. Bean is going to oh. be in there, but that gift wrapping oh, scene is epic. I can't believe it's been 20 it's years. Been 20 I still years. have that CD. Yes. I still have, I, I think I that, gave you the DVD. 
You Did have you? it up at I the cabin. I have it at the cabin. Yeah. You're right, I do. I gave you all of our DVDs, and you, that was one that, that I, right. I love that movie so much. And it is oh, I a love Christmas it. classic. And um, so Richard Curtis, who wrote the movie and directed it, he'd worked with most of these, it's mostly a British cast, um, Billy Bob Thornton plays the president of the United States, and he's kind of Bill Clinton meets George Bush. Yeah. But most of it was um, British actors, and people know the maybe some of the story, but it was a huge box office success. It grossed $250 million on a budget of $40 million. And then, of course, it has lived on. It's a Christmas classic. It's a Christmas classic. And it's more popular with the audience than critics. If you look at the Rotten Tomatoes, critics didn't really like it. And at first, when Richard Curtis wrote it, he was writing two different movies. He had two different ideas. And, um, but basically, it was going to be Hugh, a Hugh Grant storyline and the, and the storyline with Colin Firth, but he changed tact because he was frustrated with the process and he kind of was inspired by Robert Altman films. He liked Pulp Fiction, how that told different stories. stories. And so it eventually he went from um, 14 different storylines down to 10. And one of them, when Colin Firth attempts to chat up the caterer at the wedding, right. that's basically, we see that in Four Weddings and a yes, Funeral. Yes, we do. You're right. Which he did that movie as well. And the studio rushed him to get the edits on that, so he only had three weeks to get it out for Christmas 2003. And he was very stressed out about it because of all the different storylines that are happening, you know, Liam Neeson and his son and all of that. And Joe Alwyn, as a kid, played... The kid, Adi- the he drummer? Had, no, he auditioned to be the Liam Neeson's son. But yes. that went to Thomas Brody Sangster. But he auditioned. And um, his daughter, Curtis's young daughter, played uh, the lobster. And she told her dad she'd play the lobster in the cool school play if she could meet Kira Knightley. And um, I love this movie. Think of how many... Oh, there really are so, so many, many people stories. in it. And I guess um, Curtis... The director had different people in mind for the guy playing Billy Mack, you know, the aging rock and roll yes. star. And then he told this uh, the, the woman who was casting, and she said, no, it's got to be Bill Nye. He's your guy. He's your Billy Mack. And then we see Jean Moreau, the French film star. She's in it for a second, getting in a taxi at the Marseille airport. And um, Anyway, but there is, if you go to London... There is a walk that you can do, the Notting Hill Walk, because Trafalgar Square, Grosvenor Chapel, St. Paul's Church, the Millennium Bridge, Selfridge's Department Store, the Tate Modern, Canary Wharf, Marble Arts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So there's Everything that was in the it's movie. It's so yeah. iconic, you know, all these London scenes. So there is a nodding hill walk or London walk, if you will, for love, actually. And do they throw the book in from Notting Hill from Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant? I hope so. The bookstore? Yeah. Uh, the I scenes- love, that's amazing, Um, you know, when you think about all the different storylines, how they come together. Because at that time, too, I think a famous movie was Crash, where they took all these different storylines yes, yes. and then made it come together. That's a great movie if people haven't seen that. But right. I love this idea of visiting them all again. Yeah. I always wanted... Because a couple of years ago, they made a little something, something. The for, Red Nose Day, yes. actually. It was Which called is, Red Nose Day, actually. And it aired on BBC One and NBC in 2017. And to raise money for cancer. Yeah. But this is a sit down with everybody, almost everybody. And yeah, I don't know if uh, Kira Knightley, it was, I didn't see her in it, but it really, and I know uh, Emma Thompson uh, wore a fat suit. In yes, that she did. movie, yes, she did. Which we just found that out, uh-huh. you know, because she's kind of a frumpy, dowdy, very old Alan Rickman. Yeah, and then also the girl, I think her name is uh, Martine McCutcheon, who played Hugh Downey's the lady secretary, as he called her. Was... I think she's in that. And Brian, I, have you seen this movie? Did you a love it? A million times. Not no, as much. No, I did as, not. No. no. Have you not seen this? No. <gasps> oh, okay. Well, that's your Christmas that is, assignment. Yep. Is to watch it might Love, even actually. be a Thanksgiving. It yeah. is so good. You would love it. Oh, I bet you so I would. Good. You would because you have a you have a tender heart. This yeah. Is, so anyway, this one. next uh, Tuesday night, I'll remind you guys. Yeah, you know, one of our listeners called in. That's her birthday and her favorite movie, and yeah. she is beyond excited oh, that this that's is happening. So cute. So. Yeah, no, I'm glad Diane Sawyer is getting some pimp soft assignments. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Thanks for hanging out with us. It is the day before the day before the day. And because this is one of the busiest travel weeks of the year, we are delighted to have Jeff Lee with us, who's the manager of strategic communications at MSP Airport. And we just, there's so much going on with travel, and we want to make sure that we give all of you listeners the best tips for traveling this season. So so thanks for being with us today, Jeff. Glad to be with you. We are. Okay. Are you looking out over the concourse? Do you work right out at the airport? <laughs> I do. I, I, uh, I, have to, I have to walk a, a few yards to uh, step out to, to check the activity in the concourse, but uh, I try to do that once or twice a day. Hey, you know, and one of the things I was surprised um, listening to ABC this morning is that this t- today, this day, Tuesday, is equally as busy of a day as we think of as tomorrow being or oh, Sunday so, or yes. something like that. Uh, it, it, did you find that? Was that true this morning? Well, certainly it's ramping up. We, we kind of look at a sort of a 10-day period. It really began last Friday because I think a lot of people with a couple of days off yes. Thanksgiving make a whole week of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so that liftoff, if you will, began on Friday. We had uh, a big liftoff, uh, more people traveling uh, last Friday than we had last year. Wow. And then it sort of ramps up, and Wednesday is sort of the peak 
departure day before the holiday. It'll drop on Thanksgiving. Now, a lot of people, for some reason, don't want to travel on Thanksgiving. Amazing. They really have to. Mm-hmm. And then it'll ramp up again, and Sunday will be another peak. We, we are looking, you know, we get projections with the help of the TSA and the airlines as they, you know, are, are looking to really staff up um, for the ticketing and, and check-in queues to make sure they can get people through. But with, with that data, we're really looking at tomorrow being uh, the busiest day and Sunday either a close second or could surpass. It just depends because those projections are changing daily. Okay. And, and where do you think, I mean, do you, are you guys advising people even for a domestic flight, just get be there two hours early? You bet. Yeah. Think of this as pre-pandemic time. Mm-hmm. Okay. In fact, nationally, you may be seeing headlines that Thanksgiving travel, AAA, and other organizations are predicting that this could be as high as or, or in some airports it could be surpassed 2019 levels. So put on your thinking cap from a three years ago when mm-hmm. you would arrive two hours early. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to do that. You want to park uh, there, you know, uh, plenty of time to park or to get to, um, you know, the terminal and to, to have time to go through the check-in and the security processes so that you can get your gate on time. Okay, so what, because I was kind of delighted about some of the new enhancements to make it easier for people to have less stress when traveling on these busy days. And one of them was you can reserve your own parking spot. Yes, this is a great amenity that um, has really taken off in the last year or so. Pre-book parking, right? You, you know, sometimes you, you can get to a parking garage and like, there's just not enough spaces. But with pre-book parking at MSP, um, you can reserve, know that you'll have a spot, not a specific spot, but there'll be space somewhere in there for your vehicle if you pre-book online at mspairport.com. And you save $2 from the drive-up rate, minimal. Mm-hmm. And then there are some days that are part of a even deeper discount, at least at Terminal 1, that you could save up to $7 a day over this holiday period, too. So it just sort of is sort of a best practice to go ahead and pay in advance, do it all online, and then you're good to go knowing that there's going to be space for you um, to park at the airport. Where do we go to, then? Is it MSPAirport.com? Okay. You bet. MSPAirport.com, and then just check your parking uh, link there, and that'll have all the details, and you can book right there. Um, uh, Jeff, can I ask you, what are the hours now that uh, Skycap curbside are available at at MSP Airport, the, the main terminal anyway? Yeah, I think they're they're pretty close to normal operational okay. hours. You know, the airlines and, and a lot of everybody are sort of coordinating around mm-hmm. when they have those peak times. And I can tell you tomorrow that sort of window between 5 and 8 o'clock is going to be super busy. That's always a peak period, especially the day before Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and those curbsides. And then there's also options that, you know, on the east side, there's check-in and on the yes. tram level, at least in Terminal 1. So they're going to staff those because that's going to be heavy peak time to make sure they can get people processed and get to the line to the north or south checkpoint or in terminal to the appropriate checkpoint there. Yeah, that is a good idea. I've used that shortcut where at terminal one, if if you're if you're able to check your bags, there's skycap over there, but there's check-in on Delta and you take that very first hard left and then you're not in with all the traffic and there's people right there. That's mm-hmm. a little time saver, I think. I you do know, too. stress wise. And then of course having TSA or clear 
uh, but not everyone is going to have that. Is there one side going to the left or right that moves faster? Once you're in the you know, that, that certainly depends based on probably every five or ten minutes of okay. change. Um, but we will have a staff in Terminal 1 because that seems to be where we get a lot of the traffic. The Terminal 2 has been very busy lately, too. Yes. But at least in Terminal 1, there'll be volunteers and there'll be people that will be guiding you to say, hey, either the south checkpoint might be getting mm-hmm. too busy too long. It might be better to go to Terminal 1 or to, to the north checkpoint or vice versa. And so that staff's going to be there tomorrow. And, and uh, you know, they've already been here today. Extra staff. I will also tell you that the TSA has brought in extra teams um, to help with clearing for the security checkpoints. The airlines have brought in extra staff. So, again, it's all really trying to make sure that we don't have long wait times and that the folks can you can get through uh, the checkpoint or the ch- check-in process and get to the checkpoint and get to your gate. And it's you know, exciting. It I- is. Well, I, when I was there a couple of weeks ago, uh, there were, amb- I call them the airport ambassadors, but, you know, when there are families traveling with kids and stuff and people kind of like they get if they're checking their bags and they're not doing it curbside, people kind of there's like a herd mentality and people wander around in circles. And your ambassadors are very good at herding and helping people because people need it, Jeff. <laughs> well, we all know there's that travel fog, right? Yes, especially, yeah. especially if it's five in the morning, and right. you have the morning fog. You have the travel fog, mm-hmm. and and we want to sort of help you, like, you know, get you guided in the right direction because it can be confusing, and especially when you get more more families are traveling yes. at this yes. time, right? Right. Um, and, and more, you know, people that don't travel a lot so versus the regular business day travel that probably uh, have uh, more uh, expert knowledge yeah. of the facility and have done it a lot of times. So we're here. Our staff is here. The airlines all know. Um, this is a peak time for families and, and people that maybe not travel a lot to help guide you through to get you where you need to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's one for me. So um, I think one of the big things is let's just say you get bogged down and you're running out of time and suddenly you know your flights, the flights don't serve food anymore. I mean, they give you some options, but you really don't have a lot of options. Tell everybody about how you can order food and get it delivered to you at your gate. <laughs> nice. Well, that's something that we've had for, for several months for this holiday. Um, we You can certainly um, call it in advance or order online to get, have your food or your beverage ready to go at the pickup counter. Um, not so much delivery for okay. this weekend ahead, okay. um, but there's as many as 15 or so uh, venues that uh, you can order ahead. And again, it's on MSPAirport.com if you just click the food or shopping icon at mspr.com you can uh, find the locations so for instance if you know that you're you're in the you're in the parking lot you could go ahead and and order something there so by the time you walk out you can head up there and your breakfast is ready to go or lunch uh it's very convenient and uh it's, nice. it's widely used by that people in the know know right right well, that's that's really nice because yeah you know you get once you get through security and you're all ready to enjoy and you're like oh I I didn't realize you could order in line because they do for the places that are part of that pickup and there's never you know they're like boom boom in right. and out and then there's you a wish long you knew. line right. you wish you knew so that's a good tip. One of the things that that I'd also like to share is that we're, we're also talking about um, being busy on our roadways 
And and so there may many of, of your listeners may not be flying out, but you may be picking up, uh, yes. you know, relatives mm-hmm. at the airport. And I can tell you that tomorrow is going to be just as busy in the afternoon for people picking up passengers. And, and one of the things we like to recommend, at least at Terminal 1, is that normally you think, oh, if you're dropping off, you go to the upper level. And if you're picking up on the lower level. Well, if it's too congested, flip it. Yes. You can go up or down, whichever is less congested, and then just communicate with your party that's arriving to go either up or down and help clear sort of that jam that might be on one level or the other. So think up or down and Terminal 1, picking up passengers, just know there's going to be congestion. Another thing that's going to be very helpful, we'd like to people to use the cell phone lot that's on 4201 Post Road. That's the road that sort of in between Terminal 1 and Terminal 2. So if you aren't ready to pick up, we don't want to circle it around and adding more vehicle traffic right. to our roadways. Take the, the, the wait option at the cell phone lot. It's free. Wait till your party arrives makes that connection by the cell phone, and then it's a quick ride to Terminal 1 or Terminal 2 to pick up your party. Yeah, because they're, they're not letting you idle. The the they, the Emma, the Emma airport pe- police, they just will, they have you moving, so you're not going to sit there and wait. Yeah, those days are long gone, yep. <laughs> um, just because, one, for security reasons, mm-hmm. and two, just because of the volume uh, of uh, vehicles that have to come in and, and use a space to get people to load. Mm-hmm. So really think ahead, use the cell phone lot. It's free. It's convenient. Yeah. You can, um, you know, listen to the radio or check out your cell phone and then be relaxed. Yeah. And then once you get that call, then it's a quick five minutes to the terminal pickup curbside. And this- don't call till you have your bags, right. please. I know it. That's another that, you, you You nailed it. You yeah. nailed it. Yep. Make sure that they are actually at the curb with their bag yeah. before you head there. It's only a couple minutes right. drive from the cell phone lot. Yeah, that's Jeff, true. Jeff, thank you so much. Um, you know, we're huge fans. We're huge fans. We love well, to thanks. get to and, the- and I wish all your listeners a great, thank great you. holiday and, and safe travels or... Safe travels to the airport to pick up loved ones and friends. That's These right. These great trips, so I think the flipping is a good one that people forget about mm-hmm. during congestion. And it's I it's it's not fun to be stressed out about no. travel. So plan just get there early and be fine with it because you'll enjoy it once you get through it's, security. It's so lovely and there's so many places to eat and drink and shop. It's just nice. You nailed it. Thank yeah. you so much for uh, inviting me on, and, yeah. and we'll talk soon. Right. Okay, Happy thanks, holidays. Jeff. All right, um, listen, when we come back, I don't know if anyone is watching this show anymore, but I've got the ratings for Sunday Night TV, which is, you know, as it always, the big, it's the Sunday big stuff, still happens. but it's the big night of TV ratings, so I've got some numbers for you. Grant. Is anyone watching White Lotus? No. Besides me? I tried I the first week. You are? Yeah. You know, there's only two episodes left. That's what? That's it. You know what? Okay, so Sunday night, busy night on cable TV anyway. Yes, it is. You know. um, It was the football game. Football game, yes. The um, Kansas City Chiefs pulled it out at the end. And they switched away from the Viking-Dallas game all across the country. I still can't believe that. I still can't believe that happened. Yeah. That would just crack me up so much. So it was busy, busy, busy. Yellowstone hung in there with um, basically 9 million viewers. It was a little bit down from the week before. That's huge, though, But Lori. much bigger than anything on cable or broadcast TV except yeah. for football. And, um, you know, that also airs on CMT. Yes, it does. 
Oh, you know, it does. People don't realize that Yellowstone yeah. has one of the most fakakta deals deals out there. Before they, it's on Paramount. It's yeah. on country music TV CMT. Then it goes to Peacock. Peacock yes, but you can tape it. But yeah, you can, you can DVR it if yes. you have CMT yes. or, or Paramount. So it's just kind of goofy. But there's probably you know who knows how many more aren't being measured. The Walking Dead series finale exited in a coffin that had less than 2.3 million. Now this is a show that went on way too long. <laughs> went on way too long, but back in the day, the first like oh. 17 million viewers a week. Hi everybody, this is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And I, I, Casey and I watched that show for, I think, we dropped out at like year seven. I was about to nine or so. Right when Rick went away was when I when I dropped out. That's when I dropped out. Casey yeah. dropped out earlier than I yeah. So I lasted, yeah, till like you. Um, and then I tried watching the spinoff. So the interest in those zombies is over, but there's like five spinoffs coming. Okay. Movies, yeah. Yeah. Rick's coming back. Right. Yellowstone cousin Tulsa King, which Casey and I watched the first two episodes. Did you not love? I absolutely loved it. On the Paramount Network, it got $3.4 million. I loved it. Um, Not dollars or people. Or million people. But it's... It's sixty percent less than Yellowstone, um, but still, it has. I, I think people should try it. I yeah. really do too. I can't. I'm he's so indicated glad you he's out after this season that it might be a one and done Why? type of a thing. What? I tell you, he did this show to get his daughters the reality show. But he's but so it's clever. good on it's the, it's very oh, good. I told bum, you, yeah. it's it's very it's, good, Julia. I really like. I'm it. so glad. It's just fresh. Yes, I loved it. So maybe people will give it a yeah, try because I, they're streaming. I noticed Paramount Plus had a one month deal, you know. But uh, people who want to watch previous seasons of Yellowstone, Yellowstone. You go to Peacock. It just doesn't make sense. It, none of this makes sense. Yellowstone yeah, yeah. has been the hardest one for that. But the Tulsa King, I really liked it. Um, but the the fact that it got a sixty percent less, and it's from the same creator of Yellowstone. Taylor Sheridan and Terrence Winters, who created Boardwalk Empire and The Sopranos, and well, Part, well, he was involved. He was somewhere. a writer on okay, The Sopranos, fine. but they're doing the show together. It's very you guys worth your you, time. It it because it's just different. Yeah. Now White Lotus actually lost viewers on its show. fourth episode. It's down to Grant won't even believe this. 400,000. And they no renewed way. it for season three. I don't get it. Well, it's, there's more people viewing it on HBO Max, yep, I'm sure. But this entire season 
is less interesting than the first one, and I think I know why. I've put my finger on it because I yeah, love being in Terramina and Italy, and I love the whole sure. going to this fancy Delmonico hotel. I, sure. you know, I'm loving all of that. But uh, and the show, as you said, has been re- renewed for season three. But there isn't one single character. Except for the Jennifer Coolidge character, yes. and we know she's wah wah woo woo out there. Tanya, we already knew that. There isn't one person that you like. Yeah, you have no one to root for. There isn't yep. one person that you're like, oh, I want to see how. Mm-hmm. I forgot this show ended with a body washing up on the beach, and we that was because it's. I don't know. I don't like it at all. Lori. Well, I don't like season, it at all. The first season had setups of a few different stories that yes. you kind of, like you said, you fell in love with one person from each story, right? Like, you know, Alexander Daddario's character, the way she was poorly treated by her ex-husband, you know, Jennifer Coolidge's character. Each story had a person that you fell in love with, whereas this one, like you said, there's only one in the season. I want Portia, the Italian hotel manager, who's my favorite person. Mm-hmm. I want her to just like drown somebody. Just, I mean, I don't you're know. Hysterical. It's it's you're hysterical. I what, want her to drown somebody. Uh, there is a funny scene in the fourth episode where Tanya uh, meets a, a group of fabulous gay men, and she, for the first time in her adult life, is discovering having a gay boyfriend. And one of the guys That's is funny. is our guy from Call My Agent that had the white flowy hair. Oh, loved him. Loved, loved that him. guy, yep, Didier yep, yep, or whatever. Yep. He's in it. So I love the introduction of that that happening. And um, It's so slow and boring. Let's just yeah, be honest. It is. But there's it's only so two more episodes left. Well, so I don't a care. lot of terrible things have to happen, but no one is really talking about White Lotus. And they got another season. That's yes. the thing that I don't understand. Well, because they all. could get it right. They could get it right. They could, they could learn something uh, from this season. Okay, fine. Yeah. But people are very mad at Dancing with the Stars. Okay, can I tell you? So mm-hmm. I have Disney Plus. So I'm watching. So you're watching it. So first of all, I turn it on too early and I say I want to watch it live and it just sits there and you're in queue kind of thing. And I don't like how streaming works with waiting. And so I already am out. Yeah. And so then we're trying to watch it. And then I don't know if what I'm watching is a repeat because the way you rewind and go fast forward, it just doesn't work like Bob Eggers gonna fix that. It just He's gonna move this show back on ABC. Work right. You just don't know what was real enough. And Selma Blair came Did back, she come back and dance and danced and I thought it would they were carrying it from a different time and I couldn't get to the right time spot to oh, even yeah, figure it out. Because on the finale night they'd bring people back. It was just so weird. I so I but I will say Wayne Brady's he did this um open dance. He's great. It was so good. He and I was, heard Shangela, Shangela was like amazing and Gleb dressed in drag too. Amazing. They, People were very mad that uh, that um, the gal that won one the placement of yeah. how it went. Uh, that Charlie D'Amelio is a you know professional dancer. She's a dancer and blah, but blah, whatever. Blah. But I just am going to say this about trying to watch things. Yeah. In real time and rewind and mm-hmm. it, it for some reason, Lori. I know this sounds dumb and Grant. Having a commercial hold yep. gives you a stop point that you can use as a reference point. Yes. And there's no commercials and streaming, so you don't have any reference points. 
I know that sounds yeah. dumb. No, I heard Tyrus. I heard Tyrus with her usual terrible self <laughs> taking attention away from the contestants. He's, he's a lot wearing something he's awful, ruining people's moments. <laughs> he's a lot. She doesn't. She doesn't listen. She's so ready to read her cue card, and she steps over people. People wanted to. She like ruined Len's moment totally because everyone was talking about how wonderful it was working with him and. It was his last show. It was his last show. Yeah. It was Cheryl Burke's last show. Yeah. Let Wayne Brady or... or, Not him. I mean, uh, Alfonso. (laughs) He can host it. Alfonso can just host it. It was good. Or be the people you should be and bring back Mr. Tom Tom Bergeron. Bergeron. The best best thing that ever happened. And then if we're going there, let's just bring back the original host of The Bachelor. Well, I don't know about that, but (laughs) but I I think that people do have a point about Charlie because when you look at the people who've won Dancing with the Stars, it has been like people who learned how to dance for the first time. Donnie Osmond won. Yes, he'd been dancing, but he'd never ballroom danced. Yeah. You know, and so people were just like, oh, come on. But it felt, it felt wrong. anticlimactic. It did. Yeah, it was just but like, it was, but I'm telling you, the dancing was beautiful. Beautiful. And Gabby was good. So she took third. She, yeah. Her and legs, Wayne was second. Wayne was amazing. But Gabby's legs, oh my gosh, the old bachelorette, her legs, I mean, yeah. my word. It's when she talks that I have a problem. That baby ghost voice whisper. Didn't even hers. bother me, Lori. But she doesn't talk that much yeah. on that. I, I bet you her fast legs, forward through the, the packages. Always. Yes. But you can't stop it. It's just, and then you get frustrated, and then I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with it. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Uh, by the way, if you're a fan of Vikings Valhalla, one of those Nordic good yes. shows from the 1800s, uh, Netflix has slotted January 12th for the season two premiere of Vikings Valhalla. Valhalla, and we liked that show, Julia. Was that the one that we just watched? It was like last winter, yeah. and it's, uh, you know, Frida, the woman yes, Frida, Lee Erickson, yes. the long-haired guy, that's the show. Oh. So the trailer, Grant posted a first look at uh, that. But yeah, that's coming back January 12th. I like that show a lot. Yep. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Thanks for hanging out with us. This is Lori and Julia. My time. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 